Hello and welcome to another edition of Noah's Archive, the unofficial English language podcast for pro wrestling Noah. I am your host, Hissa May, and we will be discussing Global Tag League 2018. For those of you who are new to Noah, this is an event for the heavyweight division, which occurs once a year, normally during the spring, in which eight teams will compete in a round-robin tournament. The finalists will be the teams who have the two highest points, Yesteryear in Noah used to mean that you won a cash prize, but there used to be a runners-up prize for the winners. Nowadays, the winning team earns the right to challenge the heavyweight tag team champions, and no one else gets anything. So before we start, let's have a look at the teams. There were eight teams as per usual this year, Kiru and Takashi Sugiyora, Atsushi Kotoge and Namichi Marafuji, 50 Funky Powers, The Aggression, Gokai, Mitsuo Nagai and Maybaki Taniguchi, Kazuma Sakimoto and Cody Hall, and the utterly hopeless team of Akitoshi Saito and Masao Inoue. Kino and Kashi Sugiyora managed to get along, despite Sugiyora defeating Kino for the title. Although Kino has not actually made any comment, you get the impression that he is just biding his time. Whatever happens, they do make an awesome tag team. Kotoge and Marafuji did not get along at first. Marafuji gave an uncharacteristically grumpy interview at the, beginning of, at the beginning, moaning about the league being made up of the younger generation. He did say that he was teaming with Kotoge and not Kiyomiya, because Kotoge needed a lot less input than Kiyomiya, which he didn't have the time to give. After their first loss, he told Kotoge he needed to try harder, and then after that they had minor squabbles, but seemed to settle down towards the end, with Marafuji being actually quite pleased with him. I think there would have been more played on this had Marafuji had more time, um, but as he is participating in All Japan's Champion Carnival, which was overlapping with Noah, he doesn't. 50 Funky Powers are in the league to hopefully get the titles back from the Aggression, which is really all you can, you can say about them. The Aggression didn't do too well overall, although they did finish with good points. But as Masaki Tamiya said, it didn't really matter. They're the tag team heavyweight champions, and so whoever gets to the finals, they will face them regardless. Gokai had by far the most dramatic time this year in Global Tag League. Kaito Kiyomiya had a concussion following a quiet storm lariat. And to be honest, I'm actually surprised that he hasn't actually had one before. But I think it just all caught up with him, which led to some card reshuffling and a point taken from the team as a result. Mitsuya Nagai and Maybaka Taniguchi had a good, although unremarkable, time. Katsuma Sakimoto and Cody Hall did better than anyone anticipated, and for a time it looked like they might actually make it to the finals, but they lost out in the last moment to the old bumbling team of Akitoshi Saito and Masa Winnie who gained their first and only point with a win over them. A lot of fans were disappointed that Jay Bradley and Cody Hall um, did not team together, but uh, this was due to visa issues on Jay Bradley's part, and we can always hope for next year. Speaking of the two old vets, Saito and Inoue, no one expected them to get very far, and they didn't. They had one hysterically funny match against Kino and Sugiura, with Kino's utterly incredulous look when Inoue rolled away from the diving foot stomp. He tried it a second time and rolled straight into Kashi Sugiura, who was waiting for him, and who rolled him right back. In this year's Global Tag League, there were more personal rivalries and feuds going on than there were between teams. Naturally, Atsushi Kotoge and Takashi Sugiura were going against each other because Kotoge has challenged him for the GHC heavyweight belt, 
but it hasn't ignited fan interest. Fans are far more interested in seeing Kino and Marufuji, and I think we will see this when Champion Carnival um, wraps up, especially as Marufuji has stated that his goal is not the All Japan Triple Crown, but the NOAA GHC. Getting back to the title challenge for Kotoge, this is a way to add him to the small pool of GHC heavyweights. I don't believe there is a chance of him winning it just yet, or him ushering in the Kotoge revolution, which he has been manically talking about in interviews. There were also issues surrounding the junior division as well, thanks to Taiji Ishimori resigning from NOAA, Minoru Tanaka and Yoshinari Ogawa made the decision to return the belts. Noah put on a small junior tournament for the weekend in Sapporo to determine the winner. It has to be said, it was an utterly pointless tournament, and it made President Ochida look bad because he had no other choice but to put this on for a team which everybody knew would win. Because I-69, Haminuru Tunaka, had lost the belts through their actions their partners had decided on. I will pick up the story thread later as it ties into I-69 and Daisuke Harada. So, getting back to Global Tag League 2018, the league wound up with Gokai facing Takashi Sugiyura and Kino. Shiozaki got on the microphone and told them they were a deficient tag team. Sugiyura had a fit of the giggles and had to walk up and down to stop himself from laughing out loud, although he did laugh about it on Twitter and in the interview afterwards. Kino, humourless as ever, didn't find it funny and made a comment like, thanks for noticing. Somehow he managed to keep himself from swearing and said in the post-match interview the only thing deficient was Shiozaki's shaved head. And that brings us to the final night at Kurukun Hall. This was held on the 11th of March and it was not a sold-out crowd. Only 830 people attended. And Noah can and do usually do much better at Kurukun. The majority of the matches on the card were junior pre-matches for Sapporo, which I have mentioned, and although people naturally rooted for their favourites, it didn't really mean much to anyone, as everyone deep down inside knew who the winners would be. There were no titles defended on the card either, and aside from the main event, there was not really anything to pull anybody in emotionally. That said, it didn't mean there weren't some brilliant matches on the card, because there were. Young Yunta Miyawaki opened the evening against Yoshinari Ogawa. Ogawa in recent weeks seems to have dropped out of the race for the GHC junior heavyweight title. It looked like Noah were planning to feud him with Daisuke Harada over it, but as you will see later when I discuss Sapporo, this appears to have changed, at least temporarily. Anyway, in this match, Ogawa pulled out all his usual torture devices and won after 5 minutes and 30 seconds with the key lock. Miyawaki remains of that victory so far. He swore he would get revenge in Sapporo, but he didn't. Seiya Morahashi found himself in a three-way tag match with Akitoshi Saito and Masa Winoue. Usual comedy occurred, but it was Saito who by far was the star of this match, pulling tricks like pulling in the way of the Morahashi when he went for the pin and blaming it on the ref. The ref was trying so hard um, to keep a straight face as the audience roared with laughter. 
Akitai Show 1 after 6 minutes 24 seconds with a kick to the head. Um, I think it was on Maso anyway, but I stupidly not put it in my notes, so apologies if it was on Seiya Morohashi. Maybach Taniguchi and Mitsuo Nagai versus Cody Hall and Kazuma Sakimoto. Nice third match on the card, but nothing spectacular. Uh, Cody got busted open after he was ploughed through the chairs when the fight went outside the ring, and afterwards he and Taniguchi exchanged stiffed punches in the ring. Nagai and Taniguchi were victorious. Taniguchi pinned Cody after 11 minutes and 22 seconds with the sway bomb. And then they acted like heels by snatching their arms away from the ref. Yohei had a singles match ahead of the supporter weekend with Hitoshi Kumano as Hayata and himself were feuding with the backbreakers over the belts. The other twin Raytels had friction with High 69 and Minoru Tanaka. Kumano threw Yohei around like a rag doll. At one point he threw him outside the ring and almost over the barriers. You can see a lot of Ohara's influence in some of his moves. But Yohei got the surprise win. He got the he struck the Gamanji after eight minutes and twenty seconds. He then went on to cut one of his rambling promos and said something about being like a Hello Kitty character, which is a frog with an oddly shaped head and a bad singing voice. And when Nohor in Sapporo, he said he'd been coming in the mountains and rid the areas of bears. Kumano's surname means literally bear. I'm going to stop talking about Yohei now. Minoru Tanaka versus Tadasuke was a fast-paced match, and despite crafty Tadasuke attacking him before the bell went, Tanaka absolutely tortured him by working on his knees and his feet, which was something Daisuke Harada, the boss in Tales, mentioned in his promo a few days before Korokun. Unsurprisingly, to a man who knows many nasty submission moves as Yoshinari Ogawa, Tadasuke tapped out after nine minutes. Um, I think this is a good place to mention it, as but you may have noticed that Noah have a different ring announcer, who Tadasuke told to be quiet so he could headbang. Nothing has happened to Matsumura, he is still with the company, it's just that he and Ali will share the role between them and things will be worked out going forward. And now that Noah is getting back on his feet, more staff can be hired to relieve the pressure on others. And as yet there has been no replacement for Ishimori on the roster, Ali is a famous ring announcer, and I believe he may also be an actor. Hashime Ohara vs Hayata was an understated gem of a match. If Daisuke Harada doesn't have bad matches, then neither does Hashime Ohara. Ohara isn't someone who will just lock on a hold and keep it there. After a few minutes, he will move it around so it hurts even more. He also debuted a new move, which is a kind of heavy chop and kick attack. He is an amazing technical wrestler, and this match, more than the main event, um, has made my list for 2018. Hayata was brilliant, Hajime Ohara was brilliant, the match itself, the psychology from Ohara, the grace from both of them was incredible. The match went 8 minutes and 16 seconds after Hayata tapped out to the Muay Bien. If you're not drunk, ladies and gentlemen, uh -huh. Get ready to get fucked up! Let's do it! Ha ha! Uh, LMFAO! You know it! Le John! Yeah! All of the alcoholics! Where you at? Let's go! Hey! Harada versus High 69. 
This was the last pre-championship match on the card. High 69 came out, accompanied by Minoru Taraka. He was wearing the double um, X costume, which I don't think after Sapporo we may be seeing too much more of. Taiji Shimori has changed it for indie bookings and gone back to his traditional yellow, but he's kept it for Impact, um, probably because that's how people know him, and I think the majority watching Impact would be unaware that it was from a tag team in Noah. Almost immediately, the tone was set for this match. High 69 dived on Harado, who hadn't even taken his Raytel's jacket off, and the fight went outside the ring. Harada piled chairs up and then suplexed High 69 onto them. Back in the ring, he did the come on, hit me taunt. High 69 later got his revenge by Stuka splashing Harada through a table. In a true High 69 fashion, he couldn't actually find said table at first, he went to look for it in the wrong place, and Minoru Tanaka had to tell him where it was. Match went 9 minutes and 30 seconds and ended with High 69 getting the win with the Michinoku driver, Beta. After the match, Tadasuke, the nice pack bandaged around his knee, limped into the ring to help Harada out and the two teams exchanged words. This ended with an unintentionally comic moment of Tanaka flicking his towel at Tadasuke to get rid of him. This would be a good place to pick up the threads of Sapporo and weave it all together. High 69 and Minoru Tanaka reached the finals of the DHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Tournament. When he was asked about Taiji Ishimori, High 69 said he can let him go now and move on. The next night, as everyone knew, the belts were won by himself and Minoru Tanaka and were presented to them by a relieved-looking President Uchida. During a backstage interview, High 69 said they were going to cause trouble for the juniors and that's when Daisuke Harada came bursting in. He did the same when he was feuding with uh, Minoru Tanaka and it often got physical. Harada said that he might have lost at Koroku and Hall, but the only way High 69 could have won was by using a table and that if he wanted, he could have a title match. High 69 accepted and proposed and they made it hardcore. Harada said he was game and left telling High 69 to prepare himself for it. High 69, who has worked Big Japan, IWA and Apache Pro, said that Harada hadn't had his experience or his career and he was going to hit him with all of it. High 69 later said in a tweet that Noah's definition of hardcore differed from his own and he would do it how he defined it. Now, this hardcore match, and I don't think we are going to see exploding barbed wire, baseball bats, fireballs, fish hooks, glass, bricks, light tubes, or Abby pulling a gun while kidnapping a panda baby, is scheduled to take place at Korokuan Hall on the 4th of May. Regarding Raytels, I have come to the opinion that uh, they are like the four Sayakigos from Yuwon, um, which you may know as a grudge. Yohei would be Ma, the cat, because he tends to appear first. Hayata, Toshio the son, as he comes second. Then Tadasuke would naturally be Kayako, who is the mother, and Harada would be Takeo, as he is the final one to appear, and the one that you really don't want to mess with. The Aggression and Quiet Storm versus Naomichi Marafuji at Sushi Katoge and Mohamed Yone. It is rare to see 50 fungi powers on opposing teams, but they shook hands twice, uh, once before they locked up and once afterwards. Touchingly, Yone also checked on Quiet Storm after the match. 
there was a, a very funny moment during this when Yone and Storm started things off. It went to a rope break and Yone backed off and did the disco fever pose. Quiet Storm gave him the look that most people give Yone when he does this, namely disdain leading to severe anger, and chopped him. Yoni's declaration of his musical taste is not appreciated in Noah. It enrages Kino, Sugiura, who is on record saying he doesn't like disco, booted him in the face. Taniguchi punched him, Yohei hid from him, Marifuji slowly pinned his arms down by his sides and then chopped him, and Masakitamiya walked off shaking his head. Speaking of Marifuji, he decided to put on his hands on his hips and walk over to Nakajima after being kicked, lifted his chin up and chopped him. Nakajima smirked and dusted himself off, and then a vicious chop-kick battle broke out, which the crowd was on fire for. But aside from this, and their Kotoge headbutt on Nakajima, there was nothing particularly special about it. Match went 15 minutes, and ended with Atsushi Kotoge getting the win with a kill switch on Quiet Storm. And then we get to the main event, which was Takashi Sugiyora and Keno versus Gokai. Kino had said earlier in the league that he wanted those bastards Gokai. The first match they went they had uh, went to a time limit draw, which ended with the four of them lying on the canvas exhausted. The two teams got in the ring and faced off. Kiyomiya had an ocean of green and white streamers, and far more than anyone else actually in the ring. I have also noticed that he's really lost weight. In an interview he did recently with Kenta Kabashi, he said that he had to lose weight as he was having trouble breathing. Kino pretty much ignored Kiyomiya, who, if you watch him, looks to Shiozaki for physical clues of how and where to stand. Kino wanted the senior, and not this green boy. Shiozaki pushed Kiyomiya into the corner, and he and Kino faced off. Kino's rope break was to pat Shiozaki's shaved head. When it came to Sugiura and Kiyomiya, Sugiura's was to pat Kiyomiya on the cheeks condescendingly, which indicates that he thinks that he's a, a child, and this is something that Kiyomiya never can stand. Kido, of course, taunted Sugiura with hits me, and he chopped, which he didn't like. Neither of them would back down, and there was a sequence of them throwing each other to the mat, and Kino kicking Shiozaki, and Shiozaki chopping Kino in turn. The crowd were screaming through this. There were so many teaser finishes, comebacks at the last moment, last-minute pin saves. In the end, Go Shiozaki got the pin on Kino after a massive lariat which almost tore his head from his shoulders. The world would have ended had Kiyomiya got the pin on Kino, as Kino would have a complete apocalyptic breakdown. The winners were awarded with their trophies. Kiyomiya hugging his to him. Shiozaki can be seen wincing as he picks up his due to his bad arm. The last time Shiozaki won um, was with Mitsuharu Misawa and naturally as winners they went to challenge the champions but very tragically um, Misawa was killed in the ring. Now I have heard people say that Noah are peddling on Misawa and trying to create a new one. But as Kiyomiya says he admires Misawa, he grew up watching Misawa and naturally, both consciously and unconsciously, he does do some of his moves, and he was actually delighted when Kabashi pointed one of them out. But he doesn't want to be Misawa. He wants to establish himself as a wrestler in his own right. For Shiozaki, I believe this to be a form of closure, especially afterwards when he pointed to the heavens after the match. 
That moment in Hiroshima will always be in his eyes, so if this can help him, it can only be a good thing. Misawa is watching Noah. He always is. It is believed that it is through his intervention that Marufuji got Sumo Hall, which is a miracle, and Shiyosaki believes that he is also watching over Kiyomiya. So, while the champions were celebrating, out came the aggression. Kaito Kiyomiya challenged them to a title match. Kazuhiko Nakajima seems to have had a change of attitude since he turned 30, laughing at his seniors and speaking to the juniors as if they were children, which is what he did with Kiyomiya, and then he shoved the microphone into his chest. Takashi Sugiura did not have the best physical condition during Global Tag League, as he was heavily taped on the shoulder and on the thigh afterwards during the latter stage of the competition. This was cured afterwards by a little trip to President Kitai at the KO gym, where he was tortured into recovery by a gruelling workout. As for Kino, his comments on losing were typically foul-mouthed. He wondered why that asshole, i.e. Kiyomiya, thought he, thought he could be first in line for everything. And now for the news. Noah's next big show, Great Voyage in Niigata, will be on the 29th of April, where Takashi Sugiura will take on Tsushi Kotoge to defend the GHC Heavyweight Champion. The full card has not been announced as of the time of writing. Sadly, it will not be live, and we will be subject to more hideous editing from Samurai, like we did for this show, which botched it in some parts. It will be broadcast on the 6th of May, 10pm, Japanese Standard Time. Before that, Navigation with Breeze starts on Saturday the 28th of April. After that, the next tour will be Navigation for Enrolled Spirits. Noah's June shows always incorporate the Misawa memorials. Uh, tragically, he died on June 13th, 2009, which was just five days before his birthday. So June is always a very sad and difficult month in Noah. The 10th will be the first night of the tour, and there will be a memorial ceremony for Misawa held beforehand, and a flower altar set up for fans. While it is not strictly Noah news, it has been reported that Mokoto Baba has died at the age of 78. Mokoto was, of course, the widow of Giant Baba. There was a difficult relationship between Mitsuhara and Mokoto, which led to Misawa leaving all Japan to form Noah. And you can find more about this on one of my earlier podcasts, The Green Guide to the History of Pro Wrestling Noah. I'm not going to talk too much about the things that um, happened between her and herself and Misawa, but in a way, had it not been for her, there would be no Noah. I have to say that as a woman, um, I do in a way admire Makoto Baba. She lived in a hard world, in a hard era, and she fought hard, and it cannot have been easy. Toshiaki Kawada's produce, Holy War, was on the 26th of April. It featured Noah wrestlers, but there are two in particular that I want to mention. This is Yontobiawaki's first participation outside of Noah, and naturally he was very excited. It would give him more exposure and a chance to be seen by people who wouldn't normally go to Noah shows. The second one is that Toshiaki Kawada will be facing Naomichi Marufuji. I hate to disappoint people because I know that there has been a great deal of hype, people thinking that this is going to be a physical match, but it's not going to be. 
Kawada is no longer in a position to get in the ring. Um, he says his body rattles. And to be honest, with Marufuji having the champion carnival schedule, the last thing he needed was Kawada. What this will be is known as a talk battle. This is usually when two people trade barbs, stories, jokes. Uh, it's like when uh, Yonakiyama and Kenta Kobashi did one. And Yonakiyama said that the posters were being kind to Kobashi because they had removed the bags and wrinkles under his eyes. Uh, Kobashi said, what? The talk battle is three weeks away. Has it already started? The ref will decide the winner at the end. I think this one is going to be more emotional and a sweep clean of the past, as it all goes back to the All Japan days when Kawada, who was the senior who terrified the trainees, was hostile to Marufuji due to his association with Misawa, who of course Kawada was the rival of. Kawada says there are a lot of things that he wants to say, so it will most likely be melancholic. I'm afraid I do not know when or if the show will be broadcast, although I imagine it will be at some point, just not live. Kendi Kobashi will be running Koki Kitahara's retirement show at 14 June 5 in June. Kata Kiyomiya will face off against Takaya Nomura from Big Japan. The last time they met was just before Kiyomiya went on excursion and Nomura gave him a kicking. Nomura says this is round two and Kiyomiya has vowed revenge. Kenta Kobashi is also opening a 24-hour gym in Tokyo, which will cater to adults of any size and any age. Go Shiozaki will work as a personal trainer. Obviously, this will be um, his schedule permitting, as he's not just a full-time male wrestler. He's also on the executive board and head of a, a committee. Genso will be back in Noah, facing off against Maybach Taniguchi on the 4th of May. I'm not going to go into whatever it was that he posted about. Needless to say, President Ochida saw it and commented that he was just as vulgar as ever. So that wraps up Noah for now. I will be back with a smaller subject on a, uh, obviously another Noah-related um, subject. And of course, I will talk about Great Voyage in Igata, which takes place on the 29th of April. So I'm Hisame. You can find me on Twitter at hi. 5AME, where I post links to translated interviews, articles, and relevant tweets by Noah. We also have a growing YouTube channel which is called Noah's Archive. So I will see you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. This presentation has been brought to you by Noah Archive, the pro wrestling Noah podcast.